everyone and welcome back to the Females in Motorsport podcast. Today we're going to be doing another race recap of the F1 Academy Round 2 in Valencia at Circuit Ricardo Tormo. The track itself is about 4 kilometers long. It has 14 corners, one long straight. It's known to be a little bit harder to overtake, but we still did see a lot of close racing, a lot of passes, and some track limit penalties, which we'll get to in a moment. Fun fact, this track is also used as the pre-season testing track for Formula E for quite for, for some years now. Anyway, let's get back to F1 Academy. So with F1 Academy, let's start with Quali. This was quite an eventful Quali, I have to say. Firstly, let's start with the fact that Marta Garcia topped the charts but due to track limits, she lost her pole for Quali 1 and thus Race 1 with Nirea Marti, who had been dominant in FP1. She was eventually promoted to pole position for the first race. Marta Garcia, however, did keep her pole position for Quali 2 and thus Race 3. Bianca Bustamante was also hit with a penalty, but because of all the shuffling of the grid, because of all these penalties that happened for everybody she eventually got pole for race two because of the reverse grid so overall we had two prema racing drivers as pole sitters with marta garcia and bianca bustamante and then we also had nerea marti all right moving on to race number one we had hamdal kubesi starting in p2 nerea marti starting in p1 but hamdal kubesi in turn one she lost no time she overtook nerea marti and they were actually going toe-to-toe throughout the race. But eventually, Hamda created a big gap and took the victory in the end. An incredible drive from the Emirati. Come to think, she just a couple of months ago was told that she will not be able to race for at least four months because she had broken her arm. And now she's winning round two race one of F1 Academy in Valencia. I mean, I feel like these drivers are just built differently, you know. This was also her seventh win in F4 Machinery, which is also another global record. Absolutely fantastic. Um, now also crossed the line in P3, which was fantastic drive from her. But she was eventually hit with track limit penalties as well, which demoted her to P7. And that promoted Lena Buller to P3. Prema teammates Bianca Bustamante and Marta Garcia were also battling it out for P5, but eventually Bianca got the edge over her championship team leader teammate and got P5. Again, lots of track limit penalties which shuffled up the finishing order, but the final podium was Hamdal Kubesi in P1, Nerea Marti in P2, and Nina Buller in P3. Alright, moving on to race number two. Bianca Bustamante started in pole position. She kept the lead in turn one. However, Lena Buller did overtake Hamdal Kubesi in turn one for second place. On lap one, we saw actually a lot of action. There was also contact between Carrie Schreiner and Emily Dehosh, which had Dehos in the gravel. And Marshalls had to actually help her on back on the track. But however, since external help is not allowed, she was actually disqualified and out of the race. I'm a little bit confused as to why that was even allowed in the first place, if eventually she would not have been, you know, able to race again because of the penalty. But eventually that is how the cookie crumbled. We did see an incredible drive from our championship leader, Martha Garcia. She made her way 
all the way from P14, the back of the grid, to the top five, especially on such a difficult track where you cannot overtake and it's so hard to overtake. She managed to get some really important points to keep her championship lead and again prove that she is a fantastic driver behind the wheel. The final podium, we saw Bianca Bustamante. She kept her lead throughout the race. Fantastic drive from her. And she got her maiden first F1 Academy win. Lena Buller finished in P2. Another podium finish for her. And Hamda Kubesi in P3. Another podium finish for her as well on this round. For race 3, we did have Marta Garcia keep her pole position. And she started in P1 and immediately pulled out in front. Nerea Marti did make a move on Abby Pulling, who started in P2, and Nerea Marti eventually got P2. This was actually a very eventful race for especially one driver, which is Chloe Grant. She had contact with Jess Edgar, which led Edgar to have a bit of damage and losing a couple of spots. Grant also had contact with Lowen Force, and Lowen Force ended up spinning, and she also lost a couple of spots. Because of these incidents, Grant ended up getting a penalty and she was eventually demoted to P11. There was also contact between Megan Jerks and Chloe Chong, which had them both out of the race on the last lap, which is just heartbreaking. Garcia ended up winning and extending her championship lead again with some amazing important points with Nerea Marti in P2 and Abby Pulling in P3 with her first ever podium finish in F1 Academy. Now, the final standings after round two have Martha Garcia with 97 points on top of the charts. She is 26 points clear of Hamda Ulkubesi, who is now the closest contender in P2. In P3, we have Nerea Marti, 53 points. In P4, we have Lena Buller with 51 points. In P5, we have Amna Ulkubesi with 49 points. In P6, we have Bianca Bustamante with 44 points. In P7, we have Abby Pulling with 41 points. In P8, we have Jessica Edgar with 23 points. In P9, we have Chloe Grant with 17 points. In P10, we have Megan Jilks with 15 points. In P11, we have Chloe Chong with 11 points. In P12, we have Lola Force with 10 points. In P13, we have Carrie Schreiner with 10 points. In P14, we have Emily DeHost with 4 points. In P15, we have Maita Casares, who still does not have a point. However, she did get her first top 10 finish in this round, so she's making some amazing progress already. In terms of the team standings, we have, no surprise again, Prama Racing with a large gap out front with 152 points. We have MP Motorsport in P2 with 124 points. They're both leagues ahead of P3 with Roden Carlin in 79 points. ART is super close in P4 with 78 points. And in P5, we have Campos Racing with 63 points. So, team's championship is not as far-fetched at the moment. But with the driver championship, Marta Garcia has pulled out an amazing lead out front. And she's doing fantastically well. Even with this race where she did not get pole position for the race one, she still managed to make some amazing points and gain some positions in race number two which just shows why she is the championship leader right now. For round two in Valencia, I actually feel we saw some amazing performances from a lot of drivers. Last week, I was very quick to say that Hamdal Kubesi was like my personal winner of the weekend. I think this weekend, it's a little bit harder to select just one person because 
I mean, Hamdal Kubesi obviously did fantastically well. She got a win. She was on the podium for race two as well. But we also saw Lena Buller, who's on the podium for two races. We also saw Marta Garcia is climbing all the way from P14 to P5. And on top of that, get a race win in race number three. We also saw Bianca Bustamante get her maiden win. So a lot of amazing performances. Abby Pulling, who's been a championship favorite from a lot of fans, finally got her first podium in F1 Academy. Maite Caceres, who I mentioned earlier, she may not have gotten points just yet, but she's still trucking along and she got her first top 10 finish, which just means that she is making progress. So there's a lot of amazing drivers doing some great works and behind the scenes and that's really translating on track in these amazing results obviously we are seeing this big gap out front but i think there's still five more races to go and we still just don't know how the championship is going to go we've seen we've seen crazier things happen in motorsports so i wouldn't be surprised if we you know have a surprise winner or you know we have some other drivers making some big comebacks, some great performances. The cars are all, the teams are also just, you know, working with the drivers more closely and they're getting to know the car a little bit better. And we can just see anything change on a diamond motorsport. So I wouldn't discount any of that. I do want to pause and talk a little bit about the announcement about Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine partnering with Formula One on an F1 Academy docu-series. So this docu-series will be following all 15 drivers across all the five teams. And I think this is actually, of course, great news and does maybe kind of explain some of the silence from the series around broadcast coverage. I don't think a docu-series should interfere with regular coverage. But either way, this is a huge win for us. We've seen the effects of Drive to Survive, Exhibit Me. I am a Drive to Survive convert of... Formula One and motorsport. So I do think this will go a really, really long way to spotlight these amazing drivers and hopefully help overcome some of the potential challenges when it comes to funding, especially for female drivers and female feeder series. We don't know yet who will eventually buy the series, but whether it will be Netflix or not, but Many of the shows that Hello Sunshine has done, they've done extremely well, they've performed extremely well, and they live on all kinds of platforms from Apple TV to Netflix to HBO to Hulu. So I guess we just have to wait and see where this one lands. But this is still a really, really exciting development. And I just hope that we do get to see the docuseries on an amazing global platform like Netflix, like Formula One had for Drive to Survive. Also, in case you have not seen the YouTube roundups of F1 Academy, the video series that they were talking about, so you can basically go on the F1 channel on YouTube and they are posting a 15-minute video of the um, of the of a recap of all three race sessions and i will say i'm really really enjoying watching them. I do follow the races on live timing and on Twitter and social channels. But watching the races is a whole other thing. You know, you could actually feel your own adrenaline pumping when you see the drivers on track and the overtakes and the excitement. The commentary has also been great. So I think just seeing that with your eyes is so much more different than just hearing about it or reading about it. And I think the docuseries itself is going to do wonders for F1 Academy because of that. I think with Drive to Survive, we did see that, that, the excitement build up because of what you know is being translated through the medium of of a docu series or a documentary, and I think F one Academy having that same 
treatment from a big production house like Hello Sunshine is a huge vote of confidence for the series as well as for Formula One. I think this is a great move from them. And I know we've all been a little bit critical of the broadcast coverage and the video coverage, but I think, you know, we have to give credit where it's due. And this is a fantastic move. And I just really, really hope and keep my fingers crossed that given everything that usually female feeder series have to undergo because of budgeting, I think this, I just hope this eventually does go through and we end up with an amazing docuseries that help more women feel inspired to enter motorsport, help more women feel excited about different areas in the sport where they can work and just you know build each other up and have the same respect that we have for other drivers other male drivers for female drivers the fire trucks in the background are my cue thank you so much again for listening i hope this was helpful we have five more races to go in the f1 academy season the next one is going to be in Barcelona, 18th to 20th of May. Again, a very, very exciting track. So definitely keep a lookout for that. And as always, Females in Motorsport will be covering it live. So make sure you follow us on our TikTok, on our Instagram, on our Twitter for all the news coverage. Bye, everyone.